excuse me, may I talk to you for a second? Yes. This is the Black Real Estate Dialogue, and the purpose of the Black Real Estate Dialogue is to document the journey of an up-and-coming real estate investor and to share the stories of successful Black real estate investors. Talk a little more about the tiny homes, because it sounds like it's a product that's more affordable for people yes. who maybe not, maybe they can't afford the threes or fours yes. homes or whatever. Um, why, the, why the tiny homes? Yes. Um, Talk a little bit more about the living ordinance. Too. Yes. At the event we were at yesterday, I was blown away. Yes. Just with overthinking mm-hmm. of the city of Houston. And I think more cities should adopt that kind of thinking yeah. because, you know, there's a housing crisis across the country, a yeah. crisis across the country. And I think having that in place it helps to alleviate that a little bit. Yes. Now, a great question. So along with the tiny homes, the, the reason why we went that route is there is a need in a community of affordable homes, right? And to try to figure out how to meet the gap of affordable homes and also meet the gap as a developer on return on your investment, the, the, the tiny homes works because now you have more density on the land. Now you provide a great product at a, at a great price. So, for example, this product is two bedrooms, two and a half bath, 960 square feet, two stories. Right. And we start off at two hundred fifty thousand. So now this home is for a husband and wife who has a dog. We love the dogs, right? Or a cat, or it might be a single person who's going to college or it might be an investor who's looking to, to start their journey in investing. This tiny home community is a gated community that will welcome each and everyone with an affordable price. So, and then the, the livable places ordinance plays an effect because Typically here, you have a lot of 5,000 square foot lots, right? At first, the city and the rules were against building a fourplex on a 5,000 square foot lot. But now because of the, the livable places ordinance, you can actually put a, a fourplex, maybe a one bedroom downstairs and two bedroom, two baths upstairs or two, two downstairs on a 5,000 square foot lot. And you are able to do a couple of things. You're able to have someone buy it, live in one side and rent out the other three. Now they're creating um, equity. They're creating uh, generational wealth, right? So they can pass it on to their kids. And you also create an opportunity to where people who are newbies can get in the real estate game. You talking about the transfer of wealth, the, the trajectory of opportunity for growth for normal day citizens is made possible now because of the ordinance. Definitely. I, I, I really do love that. Yeah. What, what do you think might be the approximate cost to build those tiny homes? I'm glad you asked. So we're, we're looking at around 85 to $90 per square foot. So I'm going to pull out my calculator for America. This is live. You cannot make this stuff up, okay? We're going to take you on a real live number, okay? So we're going to do $85 per square foot, and we're looking at... Uh, we're looking at, uh, let's see, 85 times 950 square feet. So you're looking at $80,000 and $750 to build one tiny home, right? So you add along the soft costs, the plans, the permits, the replat. We're going to add, we're going to add another 30,000 per house, okay? So you're looking at 110,000. Then we're going to add another 8,000 for uh, realtor fees, right? Closing cost fees. So you're looking at 118,000. And we are selling these for two hundred and fifty thousand, right? So, so now you're looking at over a close to a million dollar return on our investment, and bringing value to the community with a great product and an affordable product. 
it's a win-win. It All because of the level of places ordinance, we was able to do this. So now instantly, in this year, once we're done with this project, we, we're close to a millionaire on just the tiny homes. Definitely. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So from your perspective, what's happening in the city of Houston in the real estate market just broadly? I, I think that from what I'm seeing, it's cool to have intellectual property in real estate. All right. You see a lot of people you would look and say they don't know anything. Right. They, they might have on the jeans or the hat, but they have all the intellectual property. Um, Houston is it's a melting pot. It's a diverse of people who have information. It's a, a opportunity to come in and grow and, and, and make a staple in the community. And I tell people it's nothing like seeing yourself represented. When I seen Chris Senegal building on um, on Liberty Road and Deschamps, and he told me that he was the builder, do you know what they did to my mind as far as releasing me from uh, a, a mindset of it can't, we can't do anything? When I seen him, I instantly said, if he can do it, I can do it, and they broke the chains over my mentality over new construction. I love that. Yeah. Love that. So what is it what does it mean to you to be able to like build where you're from? As you mentioned, like your middle school is, yeah. We could see it where where your middle school was that grew up minutes from here, yeah. building minutes from here. Yeah. What does that mean to you to be able to come back to where you are where you're from to do that? Yeah. Especially considering the challenges you experienced growing up. Wow, wow. And, you know, Sam, I love being transparent and, and telling the millions of people who's watching and listening the journey because I think sometimes Instagram and Facebook gives a certain image of you never went through anything, right? So I remember growing up here, I went to Langston Elementary, E.O. Smith. I was, I was a bad kid, right? It is what it is, America, right? I, I had some challenges, but the challenge it was, it was more mental and, and not that I was just a bad kid. So I remember my teacher looked me right into my eyes. I'm looking at him, up at him, right? Because he's taller than me. And, and I, um, he's looking down at me. He said, Andre, you would never amount to anything. You would never be anything. And when he made that statement, it's almost like he's spoken to my life. And, that, and I start acting out exactly what he was talking about. Right. It wasn't until I met my youth pastor, Pastor Mike, who reversed that mindset and that curse over my life. And I began to speak life into my life. Right. And I remember uh, two years ago that that same teacher at the same school, at the same new construction we build in here. I remember looking out the master uh, bedroom and I'm able to see the Langston Elementary School and instantly. I thought about what he said. So as I'm looking out the window, I'm able to see that same school where he spoke negative into my life. And I, I'm just here to let you know that you dictate and determine the outcome of your life and that you can change the trajectory of your life based on what you believe in, what you say. And because of that, um, it, I had a heart for the city. So we came back here. We have rental properties here. We build in townhomes here because I want to be an example that you can't come from a challenging situation and, and change the outcome, you know? And, um, you know, growing up, mom on drugs, dad died when I was young. It did something to me mentally. 
And I just want to let people know who, who go through challenges that you can overcome every last one of them. If you put in the work, if you believe. I love that. Yeah. What are, what are some challenges that you run into on the development side? I know, you know, a lot of people see empty dirt. Yeah. They see for sale. It's a beautiful home. Yeah. And they just assume that it's a smooth sailing. Mm-hmm. It's not always like that. Yeah. So what are some challenges you've experienced in the development process? The first, first challenge was finding someone who would help give me the intellectual property. It took me a while to find someone who was r- really ready to share the game with me because new construction is not is something you just want to start and say, I'm going to figure it out. You can lose thousands of dollars. Right. So number one was finding the right mentor. Number two is finances. Right. When you brand new, how do you go to the bank or to a lender and say, I can accomplish everything that's on this paper? Right. So finding someone who's who willing to take the challenge and the risk on you. And with me, I, I was very smart with it because I pay for mentorship. So I was able to show, so, show them the show, social proof that I knew what I was doing. Then I was able to take that to the bank and say, hey, here's my proof that this concept worked. Right. And that's what they were able to help me. So I would say finding the right mentor and finding the, um, the finances to build a project. Yeah. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Black Real Estate Dialogue podcast. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Black Real Estate Dialogue. And be sure to leave us five stars and a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Until next time.